everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. So today we're covering the film Paris. And this continues our lovely We're Not in Kids Anymore theme. And it feels good to not be in America for the month of September, let me tell you. Yeah, I wish I liked this movie a little better, but let's get into it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, this movie was something. Oh, while we're talking about this movie, I have to go ahead and own, because it went down on my Twitter. There were two whole-ass movies named Perry. <laughs> That came out within months of each other. And so, like, <laughs> one is on Prime and one is on Netflix. And I was watching one. And, like, this poster I put on my Twitter don't match up. And so <laughs> I, I did a quick Google. And I was like, oh, that's why she don't match up. She's a different movie. <laughs> I I get tired of all these places. Because, um, like, we had that issue with Alone last year. Like, three movies came out called Alone. Um, three different movies called Last Call. And I'm just like, why? Why is this happening? We are we are not smart enough to process movies with the same titles coming out in the same damn years, right? Uh, yeah, no. Let's get creative with our titles, y'all. Because mm-hmm. this title could have been "Fall Asleep." Because <laughs> that's what I did. Anyways, oh. <laughs> anyways, um, okay. Let's because we both have notes about this. Let's talk about this house because this house is gorgeous. I so want gorgeous. to. I love the architecture of it. I love that you have to walk upstairs to get to the front, the, the outside front door. I think that's so cool. I I love Perry's um, wall outside of her room, which is like an old school diner, because that's my aesthetic. And I love that shade of, it's like an, it's not an aqua, but it's kind of a green situation, kind mm-hmm. of a blue situation. And I was like, I don't know why they have diner walls in their upstairs hallway, but I want that in my life. <laughs> I love that. I would, I would haunt this house because it's a cool ass house. Truly, 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 truly. While we're talking about the house, I gotta say up top, I was like really happy to see this haunted house story being told by a different culture because how many white families have we seen in American horror move into a haunted house? So I was rooting for it. I was like, but yeah. That I get so confused with this movie. Was it a haunted house or was she the devil? Or was it the the, the, the or was it the or was it the I don't know who, who was I, mm. the world may never know. But it felt like it was going to be a haunted house movie up top. Because I, again, I don't do, I do not do trailers and I don't do descriptions. And so I was like, oh, they're moving into a haunted house. This is what it's going to be. And yeah. then so much happened. And I don't know. What it I, was. I, I, I don't know if the house activated what was already in her. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was like I just add evil <laughs> Kool-Aid pack in her one. Yeah. Why did they move in the first place? Like, I why they moved i i need to know how they moved into this haunted house if it was not haunted if it's not haunted as a history and i feel like you can do a quick research like the internet is here right because he says they sold like all of their personal belongings and things to get this house and move to it and i was just like i mean it's a nice house don't get me wrong as i said i like it but like okay that's choice Listen, I I would have probably done the same for that wall because like I paid a lot less. <laughs> no, I paid a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> there you go. 
I will say, okay, so the top of the, speaking of the top of this film feeling like a haunted house, I felt like they were really trying to build the tension with these doors that keep shutting and nothing else happened. But I was like, I, there's only so many times I can watch a door shut and be scared of it. Because like, you got to give me something else. It was just so, and it was like 30, 45 minutes, an hour almost until we got to like some action happening. And even then it was like, not much. When the foosball table broke and she screamed and we never followed that up, I was like, oh. <laughs> and yeah, you expect me to believe this little big girl broke this foosball table in half? Like, I I just, I don't it's- feel like this movie knew what it was going to be and it made me sit through two hours of it. Did the little girl break the foosball or did the little dead boy break the foosball? Or was Who it is the else? dead boy? We'll get to He's him in a minute. The- He's the boy of the guy who now hangs out around the house and tries to warn people about what happened because him and his son have that story that was the cartoon that I left. But <laughs> I I don't, I do not know. I feel like I do not know. Yeah, I did. But anyways, at the top of the film, I feel like they were trying to at least build some kind of, a, so, you know, suspense and some tension and get something going but I just it was not working for me and I was bored out of my damn mind and I was like if this does not give me something to go on soon I don't know if I can finish it like I I did not get I did not get anything even when they tried to explain it to me later on because like um Sharam and Mawash Mawish am I butchering those I apologize um and Perry Perry had a weird dynamic as a family unit because like when they're playing foosball um the girl sees something and is frozen and the dad tries to like knock her out of it and she like scratches him or hits him and the mother runs in and slaps her in the face and it's like you'll punish you dead right now and I'm like whoa Cause the dad's like, it's cool, it's fine, it's fine, and she's like, you apologize, your father, right now. I'm like, I don't understand what is happening. Yeah, this- that's so. Okay, so spoiler. My next note is about the mother, and like, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched this movie, it's, this note is gonna have spoilers in it. So at the beginning of this film, she can really, she seems like she can only play two things: I'm worried about something, and I'm angry about something. And it goes from one to the other with no real explanation of how they're getting from one to the other. And it just makes her feel so flat. Now, when you realize the twist in that Perry died, apparently she drowned within 2.5 seconds. And then the mom had to bring her back to life. Okay, now it kind of makes sense why she's always worried and or angry and trying to like, force her daughter to say her prayers and talk to her apologize to her dad when she scratches him. But like, there is nothing before that. So the first hour and 20 minutes, you're like, what is this mom? And what is she doing? Like, I, the character, all of the characters made no sense to me. My constant note is what is their story? Um, Specifically for the family, but for everyone, because it did feel like it wasn't tethered to something and it wasn't grounded in anything and they were just like out here living their best soap opera lives and i if it's a spooky soap opera i'm i could be into it i just need more episodes right oh yeah that would like a spooky soap opera totally reminds me of like the first season of american horror story with like they're in the house and the dad cheated but now he's the 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 
other woman shows like that's super soapy you know like but like, we did not get that in this <laughs> i would if it wanted to go the soap opera route i would want more of an old school dark shadows before johnny depp ruined that property um because i remember <laughs> i remember seeing those reruns on tv because we we got cable i would run a sci-fi because that's the kind of kid I was, and it would be like Dark Shadows. So I've never seen a full arc, but I remember it just being wild. And I was like, oh, is this what the vampires do? <laughs> and so I could have been into that, but this was just them doing stuff. And I, because I'm trying to like do some Googling to give some of these notes some context. And I know that some of the actors have television backgrounds, like they are known for television in Pakistan. And so I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if perhaps there's two different styles of acting over there. One for, because I don't know if they're daytime shows or not. And we know that's a whole different beast. Like daytime Mm -hmm. television is different than primetime, which is different from like film or streaming. And so I wonder if perhaps the director and writer and these actors never said, hey, what are we we doing style wise? Um, And perhaps maybe the writer could have also checked in on that a little bit to be like, let me help you out by giving you some things. But I don't know. And I also, while we're paused for a second, I also don't know if this is an independent movie over there because I don't know. Companies and, yeah. Yeah. You don't know independent And even independent movies have different tiers over here in America because people are like, oh, it's only a $1 million movie. I'm like, that's low budget. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I, I wonder if some of it is just me not being hip to the Pakistan film industry. Yeah, and I mean, I want to I want to preface all of our notes for this film that you know we're looking at this from a Western lens. You know, like soap operas in Pakistan may be one hundred percent different than a soap opera in America. And if that's the case, <laughs> if that's the case, you know, we we only have what we can what we can go off of. So yeah, that's the, that's kind of the the. the double-edged sword of, of reviewing and talking about foreign films of any of any genre is that we don't know what that cult well, I mean, we, even if we have an idea we've never lived in that culture you know what i but mean even if we have an idea it's such an americanized idea right. and so it's hard to look at an international film and be like oh yeah this has never happened because i like some of my notes that i laughed at i don't know if that's the way violence is handled over there because they have like content rules or whatnot and so, right. like, I, I definitely want to incorporate more Pakistan horror into some of our lists in the future, because this is my first one, I'm pretty sure. Like, 99% sure I've never seen a film from Pakistan that's a horror movie, or any movie even, because, again, America, we're full of bullshit, and so we don't really advertise other people's stuff. Like, we found this on accident, because we were like, we're leaving the country for a month, and we need to, like, do better about, like, how the movies we're doing. We're, so we're not going to do, like, the one country back to back to back. And so we found this on accident. And when we found it, the ratings were low, and we were like, we don't know if it's because it's a bad movie or because America's inherently racist. So we have to try it. And unfortunately, it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I just think it's important as you know, Americans, and this is for any advice for anybody listening out there. When you are reviewing and talking about foreign films, just just have that understanding that you may not know. And if someone says, "Well, no, that's not that's not really true," then be like, "Okay, educate me on what that why I'm wrong." You know what I mean? Like, if someone were to roll up to one of our social medias to be like, "Actually, the thing you're laughing at is this like thing that actually means this, and this is the way it's done because of this." Right. 
I would say thank you and I would do some more research so the next time we roll up on a film I'm not sitting here as an ignorant American that's the discourse we need and it's why we need critics who are not the critics we usually have reviewing these things because they're all usually older white men and they only see it through their lens and so they don't talk about it like even just us, we're not even a year old when we record this, but even us and the way, cause we disagree on shit all the time. But okay. these filmmakers who find us and they see like their little hashtag of their movie, they're cool with it because someone's talking about their movie. And that's sad that you have these like amazing movies, some of which aren't international and like no one here is giving them any attention because America's awful. Right. So going back to this film, another character moment that I was just like, what? what? So they had this really sweet kind of romantic moment on the steps outside the house where I want to say this is like right after I don't remember exactly when this happened in the plot. What was the plot? That he literally says to to which one is the dad? Moish? Sharam. Sharam. Sharam literally says to Moish that he could never be mad at her. He would never be mad at her. And then Moish says, what if I did something wrong? And he was like, you, have you ever done anything wrong? And they kiss, and it's like, okay, I guess that's kind of sweet, maybe. But then like 10 minutes later, he's pissed at her and he's not talking to her. <laughs> like, well, that didn't last very long. <laughs> to be fair, they had problems with a married couple <laughs> on top of parenting. <laughs> Truly, but like, let's not tell each other that we're never gonna be mad at each other and then get mad at, each other, mad at the person 10 minutes later. <laughs> that because sometimes people pop off after a cool moment and you're like let's shut this down right now um, <laughs> that's been a lot of my twitter energy this summer it's a lot of people are like oh no well you can't call me out for doing this bullshit because i said a nice thing to you once and i'm just like i'm not worlds of fun you don't get a day pass if you're being an asshole on my feed we're gonna talk about you being an asshole on my feed <laughs> it is it, it confused me as a character moment but that's just me but yeah <laughs> I also thought it was really funny that he was like, I'll never be mad at you. Tim and said, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she she took that as a challenge. She was like, challenge, accept it. Oh, my beer. And, no, I thought it was fun, though, because he, he, the whole movie, he was very much like, go with the flow. Don't hit our daughter, please. That's rude. <laughs> I was like, good sir. I need you to have a moment about something. I need you to just like stand your ground for something. Be passionate about something. And so when he got mad at her, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the man I've waited for this whole movie. Yes. Like, Because <laughs> again, the parenting styles made no sense together because the mom is like, I'll slap her immediately and yell at her and send her to her room. And the dad's like, that's unnecessary. And I'm like, I... I don't understand how y'all met and agreed to have a child, but it also, also though, is kind of an inverse of what we see over here in America. Cause normally the mom is like, can you not hit our kids please? And the dad is like, I'll do the fuck I want. And so I was like, are we just playing with gender norms? Cause I'm into that if we're doing it, but we should commit. Right. Right. This film never committed to what it was. It was kind of a haunted house movie. It was kind of a possession movie. It was kind of a religious movie. It was kind of a drama. It was kind of a family moment. It was kind of a soap opera. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? This film was as non-committal as I am. And <laughs> that is saying something. <laughs> like I, this film, I feel if Facebook was still inviting people to things, which we shouldn't be doing because of the pandemic, this is a film that would constantly check maybe. And knowing damn well it's not gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's that energy. <laughs> Another question I had is like, were these music videos happening in this movie? Because it was just music and like scenes for days. That was that, but that was kind of my the only parts I was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> I, it, it made me because I, I the only movies I've actually ever seen from India were Bollywood, mm-hmm. and I know this is not India. I know it's like neighbor neighboring and so i was like maybe maybe it's a bollywood influence but again i i don't know and also it was they were like sad videos because i mean people are dying in theory and or already died and so it was weird it was weird for me yeah but i felt like it it also felt like they were very religious songs and i was like if this is like islamic praise music from the region i'm down with it i kind of like this song (laughs) But anyway, the music was beautiful. And I those were some of the only parts I was like interested in because then it got back to the plot. And I was like, well, what the fuck's going on? 30 minutes in, I don't know. 45 minutes in, still don't know. Hour in, don't know. Hour and a half, kind of got a little something. Hour 45, finally this movie's about to be done. Thank God. The music, the music was beautiful and the music videos are beautiful, but I was just, it was jarring because they would happen when some I had a question. I'm like, are we gonna answer this question? I'm like, no, we're not. And I'm like, and also they introduce um the guy who used to be in their house in the music video. And I'm like, I don't are we watching TV? And he's like, No, I'm outside their house dancing to this <laughs> lovely song. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> get it. You you are a moment. I see you, good sir. <laughs> the the length of time that man stood outside their house before they even said anything to him and they saw him. I was like, is Listen. this normal? It's the people to stand outside people's houses. <laughs> no, like even like even in this bougie as apartment, if I see something in the hallway, I call downstairs like, "Hey, Brian, um, <laughs> I, I'm seeing something weird happen in my hallway. You can have somebody come up here and inspect that. Uh, that'd be great." And he's like, "It's just a leftover trash bag." I'm like, "Yes, Ryan. I said what I said." <laughs> Could someone else come and inspect? Could have been it? many things. You know, anything. You I already know. implicated. Like we, this is a bougie place, and people do white collar crime. You will not catch me touching these trash bags. Uh, I think we both have notes about this dude because okay, I liked this old man, but I had no, I had no idea who he was and how he fit into the story. I was like, oh, it's a fun little old man that showed up, and now he's dancing around, and I was like, okay, it's cute, and now he's dead. But like. I had no idea who he was and how I'm assuming he works with the dad, but like, I was like, who? No idea. I love that the professor came to this girl's birthday party and was the only guest, which also is weird because they've been here long enough to have a friend or two and maybe another kid or two, but who am I? I don't parent. Um, But the professor shows up and instantly like something's wrong, but keep it happy. Something's wrong. Well, and the little girls start doing the weird cuts in the cake. And he's like, I don't want on this cake. And he's like, oh no, I can't have sugar. But he stayed for the cake anyways, knowing shit was off the rails. And then, and then after shit went bonkers and he ended up in the hospital, he wrecks their marriage before he dies. And I was like, this is a soap opera and I want more episodes. <laughs> no, okay. So, cause, okay. So he comes in to the, he, Open, they open the door, he's talking to him, and he's like out of breath, like been running for some reason. He was like something about his, he was driving in his car and he thought about him and so he had to come here because something is wrong. And then he gets in and he realizes it's the little girl's birthday and he's like, Ooh! and I was like, well, this is a very, I don't understand these characters. Why Changing these tactics. 
That is a tactic to be changed, I guess, because I was like, you were terrified, and now you're like all down about this party. And then you're right. He sees her cutting these weird slices of the cake, and he's like, don't like that. But then he's like, I guess I'll stay anyways. And then doors start slamming again, and he dies. Rewind back to the cake, though. I also get distracted by cake. But also, <laughs> the professor and Mawish were like, this design is not cute. This is of the sev- Satan or the devil. And the dad is like, cake, she's cutting her cake. I'm a happy dad. And I was like, why doesn't the dad know something's wrong if the other two adults know something wrong? Even if he doesn't know what the design is, you should look at those two and be like, something's not right. We should talk. But he's yeah. like, get your cake, Perry. Get your cake. I'm a good dad. And I'm like, good sir. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, because that brings me to, to one of my one of my big questions, is that <laughs> again, this is me looking at this film through a Western, through an American gaze, but like it just it there were so many times this movie reminded me of like an Islamic version of God's Not Dead, but as a horror film, I was like it just felt a lot like religious propaganda because it was very obvious that the dad was like religious but not like religious. And the mom was a little more religious, you know, like, and they kept telling him that this is all happening because he's not going to church. He's not making his daughter say her prayers. And I was like, I don't know. And then at the end, he's like using God to, which I mean, it happens in most possession films, but was this a possession film or was it a haunted house? I don't know. Listen, (laughs) but I when they would do those kind of religious things it felt very much of my issues with the conjuring universe because those are movies that are like they are they are they are summer blockbuster mm-hmm. elevated horror it's kind of playing without three of those but still like tabloid horror if you will but we watch them we all like them for the most part but like one of the things i have issues with is that they will definitely stick in some jesus on you and you're like whoa whoa i I, I would have said no and not open my door had you knocked on my door to offer me this pamphlet. So why are you doing this to me in a movie theater? <laughs> I wonder if that's because Ed and Lorraine are very are very religious or were before they died. But she, I don't remember. Anyways. It, it's a little bit of that. And it's also a little bit of, again, America has this thing where it goes to the generic and they are like, most of the population are religious. So give them religion. And the rest of us who are like agnostic or doing whatever we're doing are like, oh, I guess fuck my drag. And so (laughs) you're sitting there and you're like, I didn't, I actually liked her more before this moment. Thank you. Yeah. And it just, it kind of back to Paddy, it felt like they were trying to like blame the situation on the father because the father's not going to church as much or blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Um, but then, but then that goes back on that because we find out the real reason is because the mother brought her back to life with devil worship or whatever. Like, I- <laughs> listen again, it feels like we reverse genders because in America, usually the horror movie is what did the mom do? Um, and here, like, what did the dad do? You're not going to church, you little bastard. And meanwhile, the mom's like, yeah, you little bastard, I'm not going to church. I'm innocent. <laughs> and then I, she wrote him a letter before she killed herself and did pretends. she kill herself i don't think she did because little girl had the drawing and i knew she had it because i was waiting for her to reveal it and then oh, she yeah. did but i i lost track of that because the dad picked up this woman's body threw it in a car and then carried her into a hospital with no support and i'm like and I, she jumped from like a third story on call, i know i'm concrete. no doctor but I feel like when a person jumps, you call for help. You don't run the body to the hospital, causing more damage. 
is what I would, I don't, again, I am no doctor, but I've seen enough medical shows to know not to move the body. We watched ER. ER, Grey's Anatomy. I, I have an MD unofficially in television <laughs> medical shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And I don't think she's, because they say that she's in a coma, essentially. And they'll have to, she has two days or something before if she doesn't come, well, like wake up and they'll have to unplug her or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know, it never really answers if she's alive or not. But anyway, she's like, I did this, bye. Yeah, and I think that's the little girl via the little boy with all the makeup. Let's talk about the little boy. Let's talk about this little boy. So the little Recognize. boy. Because mm-hmm, the father tried to do something and ended up killing the little boy instead, or the person he hired <laughs> killed the little boy instead. And the way it's told, I... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause maybe it is a style choice. Maybe that's how they depict violence against children there. Cause I don't know what the parameters are for rating systems go in other countries. I barely understand this one. So I, I'm not even going to like <laughs> pretend to like, no. <laughs> and so maybe that's how they have to do it for when they have violence against children, as opposed to making those children do the violent scenes. Maybe. I, it, it, I just didn't understand how he fit in the story and how that, again, like, what does that have to do with her the little girl being brought back to life and being possessed and being, I don't, and I. I thought he was possessing her and then that was not the story. So he was just watching her do things while he was in the house, it felt like. And I was like, just, that has to suck to haunt a house and watch other people do bullshit. I mean, if you you're going to make that choice, I need a shot of him with like popcorn or- ghost popcorn (laughs) but his makeup got thicker as the movie went and i was like is this a choice and i don't think it was because it didn't fail because he was just there looking like pennywise (laughs) and and i was like oh no (laughs) no he looked like a raccoon i was like are you about to like morph it like like uh anamorphs back in the day like into a raccoon like i don't understand (laughs) what is going on when so you not like as a ghost, your eyes just get darker as you are a ghost longer. I don't. I want to discuss the runtime of this film. Yeah, because it was offensively long. <laughs> like it was nearly two hours of my life, where an hour and forty-five minutes of it, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I just want it to end. This movie could have been a better served as a short film, fifteen minutes wham bam thank you ma'am and that would have been great i i noticed that the one on prime that is supposedly the better perry movie according to people on twitter i don't know if it's accurate for all i know it's worse but people on twitter seem to like the other one um <laughs> um that one's longer but it also is possibly darker yeah that one i'm, I'm like 90 percent sure that was from india um, and so i want to check that one out i I wish we had known there were options. I could have helped them both out. So this would be a different episode. But I, you know what? I'm not mad at watching an international movie that's bad because I watch so much American movies that are bad. Right, right. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'm not a, but I just wish it wasn't two hours of my life. Listen, I wish most things weren't. <laughs> I will but say yeah, that. Like, we could have cut at least six door slams from the beginning of this film. We could have cut 15 minutes of silence because there were so many, just nothing was happening. It felt like they wanted to build tension, but we didn't know what was happening, so we couldn't get tense. Because these are the tricks I've seen in so many movies. We've seen them. We we watch a lot of horror movies here. Um, right. We've all seen these tricks, 
And sometimes they work because like you're actually invested in whatever's going on and you know what the threat is. But in this one, we're like, I don't know what the threat is. You might be the threat and I'm in this hallway with you watching a door slam. I I just need, <laughs> I need clarity. I yeah, need anytime clarity. that there's just a door slam, I need something else to engage me. Door yeah. slams are not, I mean, unless you're watching some like, quote unquote real life haunted house story where it's like the chair flies across the room okay that's kind of spooky but like Mm -hmm. this was not that i need something standing behind her i need a reflection in the window i need something to like get my gears going and you're a jump scare king so the fact that you are like we need more things (laughs) that's a lot yeah (laughs) there was nothing there was no jump scares even I the one door slams. <laughs> door slams. That's all there was. Door, door slams. slams. Musical. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was the only time that there was. I think they even tried to do a jump scare and it did not work. Was when the old the professor was being chased by ghost spirit Patty the devil. I don't know. All the above. Uh, all the, <laughs> and he had the matches and he kept like lighting them and I was like, okay, now I'm going to get my jump scare. Something's going to pop out of him. And then it was like, boo. That's not a jump scare. You can't like, <laughs> you can't ease into the frame and be a jump scare. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta be intentional with your movement. You gotta pop. Kind of jump scare. Yeah, pop, pop. Like those dancers. I love how like choreographers don't use words. They're like, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Uh, uh. I'm like, what does that mean? I love watching it. I can never understand it though, because I'm just right. like, what is? Pop, 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 I'm like, yes. Pop, pop, pop. Yes, everybody. Pop, pop, pop. Oh. Popity, pop, 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 pop. One of my roommates in Chicago before I left was a choreographer, and they were always like, Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every job title has those weird lingo things they use. Like, yeah. choreographers, it's definitely onomatopoeias when they mean to do move. Pop and swish and pop and swish and pop and swish. Talk, 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 talk. And I'm like, oh, oh, we freestyle it. It's like, no, he's teaching dance. Okay. I I wish I could do that. Like nothing in my life allows me to just make up words like that. I mean, I make up words because I I'm a drunk girl on the internet. But like <laughs> there's nothing I can do with that kind of intentionality. I can never be like, okay, let's write this story. Pop, 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 pop. I'm a keyboard. <laughs> Look, that just looks weird. <laughs> Opening beer bottles. Ta 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 ta. It's like, Sheree, <laughs> that's right. It's a little something. You have a 12-pack of those. Are you going to do this for each of those? Maybe. <laughs> the special effects need to be discussed because... <laughs> when that little girl came flying out that <laughs> grave. That's my no- That is my now. She fucking... Oh, my God. She was having she the go, most fun. Swoosh, swoosh, <laughs> the swoosh. arm movements. Like she was running on air. Just like... <laughs> I laughed the fucking time. It was like a really bad Jim Henson movie. Like <laughs> the original Muppets. <laughs> and the Dark Crystal, I, but on low budget. I loved it. They had no rhyme or reason because she was like up in the trees running around. And he was like, oh no. And they're like running from her. And they were clearly not in the same place and not in the same scene. And every time her arm would move, he would go fly across the forest. <laughs> And new scratches on his face. Oh my God, it was terrible. Like, 
like literally if people don't watch this full movie get to that part because that is joy just watch the last 10 minutes it's the only part that's worth it listen it's so much joy happened because i was like what are we gonna do now that we're oh we're gonna do that and i i had to send my drink down because i could not contain i could not and that's when he brings <laughs> out the like praise allah allah save me and then it's like oh she's burnt up and dead now like <laughs> i mean he was not specific in how he asked to be saved and no, that's like, a allah you are awesome please help me allah mm-hmm. i love you please help me please god help me help me help please. me Miss things went sideways. Um <laughs> like the floating is what I remember. I'll forget everything else. I remember her because <laughs> she seemed to be having so much fun. She's like, ha Because <laughs> you know, you know, as a child actor, that would have been so fun to be like flying around like whoosh, whoosh. I bet she was having a time of her life. I would also do it. It has to I I would also just be like, Woo, I'm on strings. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> moonwalking well not moonwalking let's retract that we don't want to talk about that no more other dances that i don't know about because i don't dance the walking man the running man that's what it's called not the walking man. the running man like, what's the walking man <laughs> it's that's the running man but slower <laughs> yeah for people who can't run um we made it <laughs> we made a modified version but you just walk but you have like strong arms when you do it you're like top 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 wait that's too fast top top Ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, and you have to have the Karen haircut. You have to. That's what sells it. <laughs> you can't do no walking man without a Karen haircut. Like, <laughs> you take that shit right back. <laughs> so, at the, I don't know if you noticed this, but at the top of the film, it said the film was made in honor of someone. I don't know, because I'm not familiar with the, you know, film legends of the, of the area. But I'm not sure they really achieved a film that I would say was truly celebrating and honoring another filmmaker. <laughs> I don't know that I would want that on this. I would, if I were that guy, I'd be like, "You can keep it." Thank you, though. I, I again, I am going. I am going to defer to me not knowing the history of horror, um, especially in this region, because again, this is my first time even encountering right. a movie right. with Pakistani actors from any decade, let alone a new decade. And so maybe like they have a weird relationship with horror there, or maybe there's certain boxes you have to check to do any movie. I don't know. And so maybe this is like literally the best they could do. And it just is unfortunately not great for us. For us. For us. Maybe maybe it's the best film they've ever saw over there. But some kid there is like, ooh, horror. And that's what really matters because maybe that kid will be able to do all the bells and whistles in the future. If you were that person, that child, young person, send us a send us an email, a DM, what something. We'll send you a list. I would love to like throw five dollars in that Venmo. Um, <laughs> I would That's love true. it because again, like we all start from somewhere. Because we are still revisiting Uncle Stephen for our Patreon, and that is a painful slog. If I hear the N word one more time, <laughs> I will set my overdrive on fire. But that's what we had when we were babies. Um, and so I was like, I'm used to hearing the N-word 99 times a page because Uncle Stephen said it's fine. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully this kid is like, yeah, I'm going to do something different, but I'm going to keep some of these breadcrumbs that are savable from this movie. What breadcrumbs? I just slamming doors. Maybe it'll be the best damn door slams we've ever seen when that movie comes out. Like kids going to be like, I'm going to use like a crack for language. And all the doors in the house will be like, oop, 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 oop. 
That um, would have been cool. All the doors slam at once. That would be that would build my tension. That's a mood. That's when you and your poetry guys are pissed at you when all the doors <laughs> slam. They're like, fuck you, Karen. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> but that is not what happened. It is not. <laughs> and they were all like slow slams, too. They weren't like slams. They were like, and I was like, you could have gotten out that door before it, before it closed. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, are you feeling spicy, Sheree? Oh, I'm feeling real spicy. Um, <laughs> hot takes. My hot take is probably my most lukewarm hot take I've ever had here. So let us all rejoice in that. <laughs> this is not a good movie, but I feel like we've seen worse. I feel like we've seen worse, but I don't feel like I've ever been as bored. You, If you recall our episode on Spiral, I did a Cheerio commercial because it was only 10 minutes long. So <laughs> That's true, but the Spiral wasn't two hours long. Like, I was so... My hot take is I literally kept falling asleep and I had to really fight to care that I was falling asleep. Because I was like, I don't... What is going on? What is happening? I don't understand okay, I gotta stay awake because I have to do an episode on this. But I was like, I can't focus because I don't understand the characters. I didn't understand the 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 problem. Like, what, what is your problem? You know, anytime we talk about like playwriting and screenwriting, you talk about like the point of attack. Like, what is the problem? The conflict needs to be conflicting. <laughs> and there was conflict, but it was like every, like there was no central conflict. I still say we've seen worse, Lords of Salem. Uh, yeah, like I said, worse, uh, objectively worse films. But I, I think this is the most boring film we've watched. I'm gonna disagree. We've done some bombs. We've done some bombs for your birthday. Like, <laughs> I again, I'm like I said. I know that we have done. Like I put the different. I think where I'm coming at it is. Like there, there were some great shots. There are some great themes in this film. There are some things working for it that make it a better film. There was just nothing to keep me engaged in this film. Whereas I think even in like Lords of Salem, which is a terrible, terrible movie, it was there was I was still engaged more. Like there was still jump scares. There was still something that was like keeping me there i don't know are there jump scares in lords of salem i don't remember i blocked that movie out of my mind but like no i feel like babysitter 2 was a worse waste of my time oh i disagree i mean not that it's like we're we're, keeping my folks we're comparing (laughs) like shit to horse shit to cow manure like so like i'm not saying either of these right i'm not saying babysitter 2 was like gold but like i i was literally falling asleep and I had to be like, the only reason I could keep myself awake is saying I have to do an episode on this. I, this movie was so boring. It was so. And some boring. of our reviews, because some of our reviews we've recently seen, like The Call. Yeah. Nah, I, mm, yeah. 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 For me, for me, because I know this is going to be controversial because you love this movie, but like, this is, I feel like I was as. Well, no, I feel like I was even less bored with that movie, with the one about the family having to get the blood for the brother. Use a lie, you're gonna say that movie's worse than this movie because that movie, just, I, I have been, I have been vindicated because that movie's like cleaning up. People are like, yeah, this movie is one of the best ones we've seen so far this year, and I was like, ha ha. 
different strokes for different folks. But clearly, because like we, you you have a special taste. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Because you are like the first two seasons of Slash are amazing, and the third one's rough. And I'm like three episodes into the third one, I'm like this is the best season because like, the, the first two were so bad. It's the ending. Okay. I don't want to tell you what it happens, but like there's some problematic shit that happens. The first two seasons are problematic. The way they handle, I'm, mm, that would cause trigger warnings if I get into the things I hate about the first two seasons. We'll talk um, about it after we get that recording. Yeah, because content warnings will have to happen for those. Because like they just, the first two seasons made me want to quit. But I've already committed to like doing Slasher Sundays. And so I was like, I'm going to finish it. But also they better do something right. And like this third season has definitely been like, let's tell an actual story. Let's cast actual actors. <laughs> oh, I agree. I yeah, I don't want to get into it right now, but yeah. So the, this movie was just, was just so boring. It was boring. It was boring. It was boring. And I don't know. It's it's towards the bottom. I don't know if it's the bottom bottom of my list, but it's oh girl, it's down there. I mean, she's towards the bottom, but like she is not the worst situation we've encountered on this podcast. Which again, at this point, we've not been a year old yet. She may be tired. <laughs> I still want to fight Rob Zombie and I still oh, would like to set The Shining on fire. So like she's doing better than those two. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. <sighs> <laughs> I'm still bored. Anyways, so again, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. <laughs> if you watched Perry, let us know what you thought. If the one you, on Netflix at this time, not the one, the on, one Prime, on Netflix, which is supposedly yes. good. If you watch them on Prime, let us know if it's great. If it's not, or, you know, whatever you think about that one, too. But uh, make sure you tell us the difference. Like, <laughs> don't get us confused like we've been confused. Don't tell me the difference. I'm going to watch the one on Prime because I hear it's good. And I want to know it's good. Because if it's not good, I want to go back to my Twitter friends and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, anyways. But if you struggled through this movie like the two of us did, we're sorry. <laughs> Next week, we are covering Revenge of the... Pontianic. And that's going to continue the we're not in Kansas anymore energy that we're putting out this September. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye!